Hello and welcome to episode 66 of Fish Across the Pond, a Marlins UK podcast. I'm your host, Peter Pratt, and this is part two of the pre-Yankee series doubleheader. Now for the main event. All of the goats are here. Lead-off man, Lee Dobbs, how are we? I'm good, Jet. Yeah, I'm slightly nervier than normal, but, you know, all good. Good man. And heating up the two spots, Dan Healy. Dan, how are we? Yeah, I'm very well, mate. I'm feeling confident and ready to go ahead of this crunch series. Yeah, you're you're looking relaxed, I must say. <laughs> not there's not a bead of sweat on that brow. It's gonna it's gonna be a it's gonna be a successful night for Miami Sports tonight. Love it. Love it. In the cleanup spot. Who else? Rob Newell. Rob, how are we? Feeling as cool, calm, and collected as Kinsler with bases loaded. <laughs> Bring on the weekend. Oh, Kins. What a place to start. Actually, just, just let me set the scene, but we need to dive into Kint's early doors in this podcast, no doubt. So, guys, it's the Marlins sit 29 and 28. Three games to go. One game clear of the Phillies. We also hold the tiebreaker. This is good currently for second spot in the NL East. Whew. Lee Dobbs, we are going for the first ever fish across the pond stressometer. <laughs> Out of 10, 1 to 10, give me your number. It's probably on about 8 right now. I mean, I mean, b- before yesterday, it was, it was at... at at ten, <laughs> but that that win last you know last night has has you know settled things things a bit. Yeah, you know, it's a bit more more clearer now. Now I I think one win will probably do it now. Yeah. So yeah, you know my, I'm slightly less stressed, but you know it, it would be good be good to do it do it quickly and not go go down to Sunday at least because <laughs> yeah. then that you know that would be be like 10 levels then yeah oh absolutely that would be that would be 100 out of 10 situation uh with with jose starting that game yes um potentially i mean we'll get into that as well shortly guys but um just on last night's game lee um pablo lopez for me he has been the rotation anchor this year he's one of the only guys that hasn't been affected by covid so he's been in all year we needed a huge start from Pablo. We've we've been beat up all week by the Braves and the Bravos are they're a they're a naughty offense. There's no other way of, of saying it. But how big was that from Pablo Lopez last night? Oh, it was big. I mean, I mean, because yeah, he 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 had a couple of bad starts yeah, a few starts ago, but he's he's, he's turned it around again now. Mm. Uh, now and it was be. I mean, and as well, I mean, because the I mean the, we had runners on yeah in, in every inning you yeah, to start off with. And he was not getting getting any, getting any run support. So to keep to keep battling away like he was, you know, it, it, it was just 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 so good. Yeah, you know, and he came up big, you know, when it needed to. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you can't deny that that was probably his biggest start ever. And you know, you know, he you know, he came through. Absolutely, mate. I mean, perfectly summarised there, mate. I must say, you know, he was he was awesome coming out of the COVID break and that start against Baltimore when we needed something, we needed to come out hot, keep it rolling. Um, was awesome for a few starts, scuttled, 
and then has come back strong when we needed him. And this is yeah. this is it. This sums it up for the Marlins for me this year is, you know, adversity hits and those boys just seem to play better. So awesome to see. Um, Dan Healy, the stress, O-meter. You sound like you're below an eight. Yeah, I mean, uh, like Lee said, if it, if it wasn't for last night's win, then yeah, I would have been um, I would have been a lot higher, a lot more tense. But uh, I think we'll get the two wins against the Yankees. That is the magic number. But I believe that we only we we will only need one. Like Lee said, I, I agree. We probably one will do it. But I actually firmly believe we'll get the two anyway. Um, I think that was a huge, huge swing in, in momentum last night mm. and totally echo what you said there about Pablo. And I'll use one of the words to summarise them that you use a lot, Pete, which is an absolute stud. And that is uh, that is what he, he came through strong last night. And I, I love that because it was looking bad for bad wins, bad performances, uh, sorry, mm. bad um, losses and bad performances as well, which wasn't good. Um, Sandy with some fighting talk um, coming out about his starting obviously with the Yankees tonight and it was backed up as well by Pablo so two of our key rotation guys um, I think that really helped with that fighting talk with that shift in momentum with a really good performance last night um, so yeah I believe yeah we'll get the two I reckon we'll win this series 2-1 against the Yankees but yeah I think we're going to need the one and that one will come tonight with Sandy no, I love it love it just just on last night one other item uh, for you on this one buddy from an offensive perspective um for me the crucial uh the crucial bit was this chad wallach hit mm. that was just huge and just in in that in that game and you know he's he's come up he's hit the ball okay he hasn't really you know he had his first ever home run i think last weekend as well from memory so but chad wallach with a huge hit birdie with a huge hit and, a, and an insurance absolute bomb from Aguilar, which was, in the end, I mean, we needed it too. Yeah. Um, what are you seeing from the offensive side? I mean, these, you know, we look at it, key players from last night, Birdie, Wallach, mm. Aguilar, okay. But, you know, this is the Marlins in 2020, right? A summarise, yeah. sums it all. And um, you could really feel the, the, the tension. You could feel it from here. All the way over in the UK, you could feel that tension that was rolling through with that. When with the the bases, you know, um, we had on the corners, I believe, um, yeah, and Chad come up with a massive hit, and you felt it all the way through. Uh, even on the commentary that you could uh, with with Seb and Holly there, um, it was so excitable that we'd we'd made that breakthrough, and then with Bertie coming up, hitting that drive right down the line, um, that then gave us a buffer, uh, and then yeah, as you said, an absolute bomb. From uh, from Aguilar to give us that four run lead, um, and you felt that huge shift, that huge weight all the way over here. You felt it go, and uh, yeah, as you said, we needed it, we needed it, and it, 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 Kinston obviously closed out well. Um, but as I said, just a, a, a great, much much needed shift in momentum, and I, that's why I believe now we'll take that confidence um, into this series coming in. Yeah, good man, Rob Newell, the stresso meter. How you feeling? Um, I'm probably about seven, two. I think I was higher until last night. And last night, I think that the, the games earlier in the season, in, in the series, I got really, really worried because like Urania had no run support and the bullpen blew up. And then Sixto got found out a little bit. It's, you know, it's his, his second, third, third time around. And and they, they, they've got the, they've been out to see his pitches. They've been able to work out. Um you know what he's all about now so it's not like they're seeing like like Rogers and Sixto and Braxton Garrett cold 
they, they, they know what they're all about and the analytics are doing their job and they're starting to get hit around a little bit. Um, so I was really concerned that we were in a position where it looked like our run support was drying up. It looked like that our young pitchers had been found out and were sort of tiring a little bit. Uh, and it was like, ah, uh, you know, if, if, if Pablo doesn't come through, then really the, this could be unraveling really quick. But last night was just amazing. So I think it's come down a little bit, um, but it was, uh, yeah, I'm still a little bit nervous. The Yankees were on an absolute tear uh, as just over a week ago. They won nine in a row. So, um, you know, they're, they're, you know, they're really, really on it. I don't think they're going to take their foot off the gas at all. But I also agree. I, I think we might just be able to get away with one win. Yeah, you think one will do it too? I think that was that was Lee's view too, that one will probably get us in just because it's unlikely the Phillies will sweep the Rays um, or anything like that. So I think that's probably enough, right? Yeah, I, I, I think so. Um, but this is baseball, isn't it? Uh, and you, you never know. There's always something wacky going on. Uh, there are always teams that kind of catch you up by surprise. We talked about it earlier in the season. As we said, there'd always be, there'll be a, a team that will really, really shock people, do really, really well. The White Sox look amazing at the moment. That's a good example of a team. And um, who knows? Uh, you only want, we, we've, we've seen lots of streaks happen, yeah. you know, like the Yankees. We went on a good streak, then we just like you know lost four in a row. You know anything can happen, but um, yeah, the, the 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 things that are in the back of my mind are if you look about that kind of competitors we have around that wild card space. Yeah, uh, the Phillies still have bullpen problems. The the Giants still have their own issues in re- in regards to uh, pitching as well. Um, so I I feel a little. I just feel that one win could do it. And I think it could be tonight. Um, you know, it's, it, Sandy is the guy to pull it, pull it off, really, isn't he? Hi, mate, you've, you, you've segued it nicely because when I was sitting back thinking about these games uh, in advance of last night's game, what I, what I was thinking was, and, and what Donnie's already, always shared through the season was, you know, this team's built on pitching. You know, we're not going to, we don't have a Braves offense. We are not going to blow guys away. It's just not us. If we're going to win games, we need to pitch well. And we're going to rely on our pitchers to, to do well. And that's why last night going into the start with Pablo, I thought, big spot, big guy, big moment. I'm sure he'll deliver. And I think that's what we all feel for Sandy tonight. He spoke so confidently uh, pre-game yesterday. Um, he also spoke really confidently before the Nats game as well. I came away from that call going, he is oozing confidence and he proper delivered in that too. Um, the, just to go to your earlier point though, Rob, when we started this, Brandon Kinsler, wow, 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 mate. I mean, we go back to that save against the Nats, that first game of the doubleheader on the Sunday where, well, we didn't see it because <laughs> they had a power cut, but I mean... Oh, it was it was a huge moment. I think a two one win was it. You know, there was runners on maybe second and third, uh, and and struck him out to get the win. And then there you go, goes for a two inning six out save last night because we gassed, we'd emptied the bullpen tank early because you know we it meant so much. We had to win that game. We had to win it. So everything was empty to win it. Um, but Kinsler, what? A stud, and how big are his plums? 
Did you see that when he got that first out, when they had bases loaded, he got the first out? And I know things weren't quite going his way just before that. He had a big smile on his face. He seemed really cool and collected. And that's like the, you know, that that's his 11th save. Uh, and he, he feels, you know, I, I don't want to sort of jinx anything now going into this weekend. But when he comes up, you think, oh, no, I feel good. Mm-hmm. You know how we've always been with, with our closers in the past? It's like all really on the edge of the seat time. But when he came up there last night, I think, well, anybody's going to try and pull this off because how many times have the Braves punished us in like the eighth and ninth inning and just when we've been ahead and just seen us off and it's just been depressing? And you just think, oh, hang on, no, we, we've, got, we've got the right guy here. And he just looked cool. And, you know, the way he just pulled those final two innings out was, was just fantastic. And you're right bringing up the, 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 um, the 2-1 game against uh, the Nats because that was the Scherzer start. There's Alcantara versus Scherzer. Mm-hmm. And again, that was a real, real, real pitcher's duel. And he was the perfect guy just to, just to seal it at the end. Sums it up, Sandy, right? He's the ace. It's his role. It's his role in the clubhouse and on the mound to operate in that way. For him to come out and say, we're having this game tomorrow. And for him to pitch like he did against the Nats. That's what aces do. That's what they have to do. And it's great to see Sandy so confident that he's he's just so relaxed. Having seen him on Zoom calls all year, his confidence has grown so much, hugely. So I think he's gonna he's gonna pitch a gem tonight. I'm I'm really excited to see what he can do. And I would love it in Kevin Keegan style, I would love it if we win this tonight, clinch it on the anniversary of uh, Jose Fernandez passing. I think it would be in, in many ways, it would be the perfect end in some ways to this story, this magical 2020 season the Marlins have been on. From nowhere, for us to clinch on this day in particular, I think would be incredible and fitting, actually, for us as, as, as a ball club. So, Lee, just on Jose, you know, you, you followed the Marlins more than me and Dan in particular and saw the best, I would say, of, of Jose when he was coming through the ranks. So... Just trying, if you can, you know, summarize Jose Fernandez. I mean, <laughs> it's not an easy, easy question, I know, but I mean, he was just uh, amazing, really. I mean, one of a kind. I think is you know, is is how you say it. I say that I don't think that there will never be be someone like him. Yeah, I mean, he because he had the personality, you know, like the, the like charisma. And and also, I mean, and he was so good, you know, on the mound. I mean, the crowd, the crowd, the crowds, you know, they they they, they did come in, come in to see him. I mean, it was, it was he just he just had it all as well. You know, he, he was so so fun. You know, like you know, like to be around. You, you could you could see could see how much how much the, the like players you know you like loved him, and you know, you, you know, you had a fan. The fans did. You know, it, he he just had it all. I mean, he could hear. You know, you know, like as well. Yeah. You know, especially against the Braves, <laughs> which is always fun. They sound and I mean that. I mean his last ever start as well. I mean, uh, uh, you know, arguably his greatest one. I mm. mean, what was eight, eight in his pitch? I think if I remember, from like 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 twelve Ks, three hits. You know, like, you know from memory, it was it a one 0 win. So yeah, I mean he he was just yeah you know, like amazing really. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I don't think we'll ever see 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 someone like him again. Yeah, you know, like, if you're like for the Marlins. Yeah, it it was 
having heard and spoken with you know many different Marlins fans the past couple of years on this podcast, many of them point to that moment four years ago was really franchise shifting where, you know, we, everyone points to this crazy lineup that the Marlins had. And we did, we, you know, we look at it now and we had three, four, five MVPs in that lineup, arguably plus, and, and, you know, including then Jose leading the rotation. So, you know, it was devastating to the, to the Marlins for, to, to lose it on on, many levels. So. Yeah, you know, it set us back back years. I mean, we might not have the fire sale, you know, as, as badly as as, mm. as we did. For years. I mean, wherever he he remained a Marlin, you know, like you know, now. <laughs> I mean, funnily enough, he might have been been playing for for the Yankees tonight. <laughs> well, true. Yeah, he probably would have <laughs> been coming up to the end of our, I guess. I, I we're yeah. not doing the maths and the sums, but you you might be right. Yeah. So, but yeah, I mean. Obviously, what what happened was what happened. Yeah, it was like such a shame. It, you know, it did set the team team back. But also, I mean, it gave us that that moment when D Gordon hit that home run. You know, yeah. the first pitch. You know, you know, you know, the first at bat in the first game. You know, after his his death. That I mean, that that moment was was special. Yeah. Are you saying that, mate? I'm literally got the the hairs of my arm are standing up as you even just start talking about that that specific at bat. Like I actually went back and when when we went through when we were going through lockdown there was no baseball on, I went back and watched that full game uh, or that that game in full and uh, oh incredible moment from D. What I didn't realize though and this is um, you see the clip you see the home run right. And what you don't see though often is the fact he goes out wearing Jose's helmet and takes basically takes a pitch in yeah. his helmet batting right handed. Yeah. And then comes out and hits that home run. It's just yeah. incredible. But yeah. now his, his first home run, you know, of the season as well. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and as well in that game, I think Justin Bohr may have had his first triple of the season yeah, as well. Like so it. it was, you know, it was a <laughs> wacky game. I mean, how those boys came out and won that game yeah. in that in that situation is is insane. But such a, a weird game game to watch. You know, and like cheer cheer the win, but you know, yeah. it's, you know, you know, so sad as well. Yeah, absolutely. Well, he's never going to be forgotten, that's for sure. Dan, let's let's talk about really I would say the guy that has has caught our imagination and attention like no other since. So I think it's an equally a nice segue uh into into Sixto. And whilst he came out electric like the first few games I, I'd never seen anything like it. The last two, however, hasn't gone quite his way. Um, concerned at all, or just growing pains, or just second time around with clubs, or a co- I guess a combination, maybe? Yeah, I think it is a bit of a combination of, of both. Um, I think that it's always very, very easy to, especially on this podcast, and I'm as guilty as any of as any of, of us, that when things are going very well, we are on the hype train, well and truly. We are the general of hype. Um, so uh, we, we, we go mad, and, and rightly so, because we, we love getting excited, especially excited about young prospects where you see they're not just prospects. They You, you can really see that they are going to have um, a a long successful career in this sport, hopefully for us as well. Um, mm-hmm. So when you when they're playing for you and you can see what they can do and you know just it, it does excite you. So it it's very important to try and not get carried away when they're going very strong. 
just as well as it is to then remind yourself not to go too um you know ballistic at them when it's not going so well so um yeah it's one of them i think that uh he, he made an incredible start um just lights out performance and then yeah the last two have not gone so well but you know that's sport that's that's baseball that is sport in general you'll have your ups and downs um yeah we, we you know he he's still our number one prospect he's going to have a, a, a very good career um hopefully next time out um he'll get back on track well and the question is is when is his next start that's a really intriguing question because we have a three game series uh Starting tonight, Sandy's on the mound. Uh, the the lineup, and um, according to Donny, uh, uh, there's been multiple times he's been asked this. But you know, are you going to chop and change starters? What are you doing? Rotation set. So Sandy, Trevor Rogers, Jose Arena, um, are the three. Um, which leaves us then looking ahead. There's an off day, and if we make it which I think we will, and we all, I think, agree that we will. First game of the wild cards perhaps will be six, you know, it's Sixto's spot, right? He's the next guy up. So potentially, Sixto will be starting in game one in the wild card for the Marlins. I mean, huge cool. moment for the kid, right? Yeah, it, it is, but um, it has to stay like that. If that's what Donnie said, and he's not going to mess around with the rotation, you imagine if we, we get there and then he says, well, you know, you've had two tricky starts, so I'm going to pull you out. You know, that's um, it doesn't send the right message. You, you believe in him. You've seen what the, the tools he's got. So, yeah, it doesn't matter. It's another game, whether it's wild card or whether it's straight in um, in the playoffs as it is. Um, yeah, absolutely live and, buy, live and die by that and go with your man. Go with Sixto. Why not? Rob Newell, we're rolling into the Yankees series, buddy. That, that's our three starters, potentially. However, let me ask you this. Game is on the line. Season is on the line on Sunday. Um, the Yankees have announced their starter. Can't actually remember his name, but he's never started a game. So the Yankees are easing their way through the next this weekend. So it's a huge opportunity for us. You know, there's no coal. There's no guns. They're, they're cruising it is, is mainly the plan. Hap goes tonight, I think. But after that, it's Devi Garcia and someone who's never pitched. So this series is there for the Marlins. But let's say Sunday we need to win to get in. It's Jose's start. Theoretically, are you starting Jose Arena? If you're Don Mattingly, are you starting him? I think Mattingly would on the basis that... Um, as you say, he said he's fixed his rotation. And I, I don't think he'd be moved from that because I, I don't. Th I, I think he's got the if, if he didn't have the confidence in the guy, he'd never name him in the first place. Because you've got to assume you're going to be in that position because it's so tight and so close. Urania's an experienced guy, and 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 if you take that start he had against the Braves, he didn't. He wasn't too bad. It was Josh Smith who had the had the issues after. Well, no, that was the San, was that was the game with Sanchez. I've forgotten who was coming afterwards um, after Urania, but it, it was really a bit of a bullpen. It was Nick Vincent. That was it. It was a bit of a, a bullpen sort of collapse afterwards. Yeah. And so Urania pitched well, right? He he was fine. Yeah, exactly. So the other thing you can do um, is uh, and something that's the Marlins haven't 
done so well is that you have Urania in for three, four innings and then they have somebody else. So you kind of have that dual starter. They've kind of tried it a little bit in an ad hoc way with NIDA and it didn't kind of work. Mm. Um, so there, there is another way of backing this up. But I really think they will get, they'll give Urania the start. They'll, they'll send him out there as long as they possibly can do and then get the best of the bullpen to try and sort of cover it through. So yeah. that would be Hoyt, Boxberger, uh, and Kinsler. That's the way. That's the plan, isn't it? If 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 Rania can get through, let's say even if it's just five innings into the sixth inning. Oh, yeah, we take that all day long. You yeah. take it's it's if you get into the first and second, then it's it's going haywire quickly. That that's the time of what do you do in that situation. What's what you know? Some of the stuff that came on the broadcast last night, I thought was interesting. They said, you know, Pablo's gone; he's pitching well. It felt like a do-or-die game. Also last night, Pablo was pulled after seventy-five pitches. The view on the broadcast was: Are they pulling him now to perhaps have him available Sunday if needed? Potentially, that could happen. I mean, listen: if it's if it's the last game of the season on Sunday, win and you're in. I mean, everyone's in the bullpen, right? I mean, everyone will be sat in the pen. Sixto's in the pen. Sandy's in the pen. It doesn't matter. You know, you're in the pen. If we need you, you're in. I think that's going to be the way they go about it, right? Yeah, yeah, I, I think so. That that's that. The, it is basically it's got to be your your best guys out there because that's the you just want to get into the into the, the postseason, don't you? That, that that's the thing. We've only done it twice before. Obviously, we've won it both times. We have. But this time's very, very different. We are a, a team that is really still in a rebuild mode. In our heart of hearts, in a 162-game season, do you think we'd have made it in in a normal? You know, we 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 are the hype pod, so we're all going to say yes. Absolutely, we would. Yeah, that's that's what our hearts all say, <laughs> isn't it? Uh, but our heads, in the back of our heads, it's like, no, we would we wouldn't have made it. So the, this is this is this is, this proves everything that that the the approach that you know. Sherman Jeter have had has worked keeping Mattingly in there. What he's the right guy for this type of odd season, isn't it? Keeping them together, all the problems they had with COVID at the start, that makeshift bullpen of of people we've never heard of, not just from free agency, but from like the independent leagues and stuff, and getting to that all to gel together and pull through this really sort of crammed in season that we've kind of had of just game after game, after doubleheader, after doubleheader, after doubleheader to catch up. And we're still in this position. You do anything you can to try and get through. And um, I'm sure they'll do that. I did notice the other night that uh, uh, the Yankees um, actually started with Michael King, who was the, the, the guy that, who he traded for Garrett Cooper and Caleb Smith. So it's quite interested that they gave him a run out and they're clearly trying a few of their younger starters, maybe to rest a few people. Yeah. So you can only hope that, that, that they'll still be in, in, in that mode too by the time it gets to that game. And, um, and we're just going to be on it and really, really confident. I don't think we're going to be nervous. I think we're going to be like, we can do it. You've got those hype guys in the, in the dressing room, Rojas, Aguiar, Mattingly there to keep it steady. Um, you've got John Bertie back, who looks like a brilliant talisman. Even sort of Wallach with that hit last night, as mm. Macho Marlins man says, balls to the Wallach. You know, <laughs> it's, it's, it's got to be, hasn't it? Legendary. I mean, there's there's a podcast title if ever I've heard one. So <laughs> that's, book, that's booked already. Um, 
Thank you for that, Brendan, as always. Um, listen, you know, it's a lot can happen these next couple of days, um, irrespective of what does happen. To go back to your point, really, about the 162, but what a season this has been. The thing I should, the thing I need to mention really is how can, how can baseball fans follow a, a team through a regular season where you're in it all the way for 162? I do not know because I feel just as gassed as the Marlins after 57. Like I feel fully gassed. I've lived and breathed it with them. But, you know, and this is the point, you know, when, Building up to last night, I felt like the tank was empty. It looked a little bit empty. But huge win. And next thing is, you've got videos of Monte Harrison at four in the morning walking out of the locker room with a cowboy hat on and just strutting around. And you're like, yep, okay. The boys are feeling themselves again. Awesome. I don't know if you've seen it, boys. But anyway, rumor has it, Monte Harrison has been in uh, Touchdown Tommy's um, wardrobe and, <laughs> and kitted himself out, I think. So, um you know, for me, uh, we've all echoed it, right? I think that was the biggest win of the year last night. I think it was. Um, the DeGrom one was equally as big. That that one-game DeGrom special was huge. But, I mean, a four-game skid. The Braves had their full lineup out. I was intrigued that they went with the full lineup. No resting from the Braves. They had their young starter out as well. They've got no starters, but they played him in the rain. Um, the Braves wanted it. The Braves wanted to beat down the Marlins because, you know, there's a bit of history, right? So, so impressed. Right. We only have 10 minutes to go, guys. I have a tight schedule this evening with uh, multiple pods uh, and, uh, and press calls. So, let's have a quick prediction on the series itself. I think we've kind of had it along the way, but just to ratify it, Lee Dobbs, lead us off on the Yankees one. Uh, yeah, I think we will take take the series 2-1. 2-1. And an MVP too. Who's going to be the MVP of this in this three-game series? Uh, we'll say San, Sandy by by winning tonight. Fair enough. Down the man? Yeah, also 2-1. Um, I think tonight we will win. Uh, Sandy is up for it. Fighting talk would love that. Uh, so we'll get the win tonight. I think we'll then lose uh, tomorrow, and then we'll we'll, we'll end the season uh, with a, with a W. So I will t- take a two-one win. And um, yeah, I think I think Lee's probably spot on. I think tonight's going to be huge from Sandy. Yeah. So I'm going to echo that. Uh, Sandy's going to be MVP. Yeah. Awesome, Rob. Yeah, I'm 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 going to be very confident and not think about that that Yankees lineup at all, and just say yeah, we're going to going to get it two-one. <laughs> but but there, there is there's that that little seed of doubt in the back of my mind of Big G ruining this all for us. <laughs> Wouldn't that be terrible? He's now back and he ruins it for us like a grand slam to, at the to, to knock us out on a, a three nil sweep. That isn't going to happen because we've got Brian Anderson who I think will be the uh, out of those three games is just going to go boom 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 boom. You know the groundskeeper he's raking, isn't he? He is the grounds groundskeeper. I love that too. Um, awesome. I oh bloody hell, this is such a tough one. But I think the Yankees are. I think they're done for the year. I think they're just cruising through this one. So I think this is exactly what we wanted for this series: a three-game set against the Yankees, who are already in 
and they're going to not be playing their starters. We have to get through. We have to win the series. We will win the series. We'll win it 2-1. Um, I think we'll win the first two. And then after that, we may just... I don't know who will be starting. Dan Castano, maybe. I don't know. They'll just throw out anyone to, to start. And, you know, it'll be what it'll be. So, right, guys. If we do make it, here's where it gets interesting. This postseason, you need abacuses to work out who's where, who's seeded where, what's happening, which bubble are you in. But as things stand right now, guys, I kind of like the look of where we sit. If we, if nothing changes, we play the Cubs in game in, in the wild card. I like that draw. And then if we get through, then we play the winner of uh, the Braves and who are they playing? Cincinnati. Reds, yeah. The Reds, yeah, okay. And listen, the Braves are dangerous. The Braves are not going to be easy, but I, we've seen them a lot. And that helps us. So, Lee, how are you liking this postseason? You know, is it shaking up? Marlins, Cubs. How are you feeling yeah. about that? Yeah, that'd be a good, big, 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 good series. Yeah, maybe a bit of throwback to the to the to the two two thousand three series. Yeah, true. So you know, we got form form you know, in that one. <laughs> mm. Yeah, and I, I I just say that that would probably be the easier. I mean, the way where you, you say easy, but you know the more preferred half of the draw because we would obviously avoid playing the Dodgers until you know yeah the the, the the champ championship series. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I mean, I, 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 I too. Yeah. <laughs> Who look yeah, equally I mean, dangerous, I think. The Padres look yeah. too. So they're, they're, so yeah, they're the Cubs, Cubs and then Braves. Yeah, why not? Yeah. Dan, what about you on that, mate? If if, if things were to stay as they were, are you happy with that route? Oh, bring it on. Bring it on. Yeah. Look, look, we it doesn't matter. Look, this has been a win this season, whatever happens. Yeah. Um, I mean... I, I think that when you look at what we've gone through, as we've covered many times, you know, half the team going down with COVID, uh, you know, picking up whoever we could just to get us through and not only getting us through, but picking up wins and important wins, um, you know, the, 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 even even down to last night, you know, the, a, a must win game in the pouring rain. Uh, the team digs in, they get us through and um, yeah, you, you pick us up against anybody. Uh, once we're in that postseason, we've got great form in postseason, as we know, uh, as history tells us. So uh, why not us? Whoever, I don't care. How far do you reckon we go? Oh, do you want my heart or my head? <laughs> you know, not my heart's going to say, mate. Um, all the way, right? Yeah. All, look, I mean, every game. If we we get through to the postseason, every game is a blast. So um, anybody can beat anybody. Uh, we're in there. We're in there. As long as we're in there, we're in with a shout. So uh, it doesn't matter. Even if we go out, we wasn't expected to do this. So it's going to be fun. Yeah. Fair play. That sounds slightly on the fence, but I'll uh, I'll let you I'll let you sit there, Rob. How far are the Marlins going in this postseason? If it, if it, if it's fixed like where it is now, I think we've got a good chance against the Cubs. But they've got Darvish and Hendricks, who are just really, really lights out at the moment. So it's not going to be, you know, that easy. Um, but um, I have the concern over the long run that the Padres and the Dodgers are streets ahead of any other team within MLB. 
I really, really think they are. They look incredible. So I, I'd like to say that we could get past the Cubs. I'd like to say that, that we could then obviously get past whoever it might be. The Braves, wouldn't it be brilliant just to knock them out? Really give, you know, after all the pain they've awesome. given us. Um, and then uh, losing the NLCS to probably the Dodgers. But, you know, who knows? We are the Marlins, remember? And we were big underdogs in the two seasons that we won it, where there are lots of teams that were had far better squads, had far better season records, and just looked, you know, like, uh, we're just, just here to have a bit of fun and make up the numbers. So why not us? Absolutely. Get that hashtag out there, boys. <laughs> Full hashtag, why not us? I mean, it's been that season for us. Incredible. I said this a few weeks back, guys. I was bullish about it, but I, I stick with it. I'm, 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 I've been consistent. If we get in, we'll win the wildcard series, no matter who it's against. And I said even the Dodgers will take down because in a three-game set, I just feel like, particularly if Sixto's back and he has a great game, you know, with that rotation, that's why the Marlins are just dangerous, right? Because those three dudes can go back to back to back, no off days and rattle through you. And, um, you know, we'll scrap, we'll fight. Wallach will knock something in. You know, John Birdie will steal three bases. You know, these are not household names, but they're Marlins names. You know, that's the thing. And uh, people, just to jump in, sorry, people won't want to play us because they know that we've got nothing to fear. Nothing to fear. It's just that, that it's a win from us. If we're in the postseason, whatever happens is a bonus. And they won't like us playing with that sort of freedom. So uh, people won't want to play the Marlins. No, no way. Just just on a wider point, I tell you, it does look dangerous. And it's, you know, the postseason often is, is coming in hot at the right time. You know, we're obviously not hot right now. We had a, a real change of the wind, let's say, last night. But... We've not been hot. We've been tired because we are tired. But the Reds are scorching at the moment. They're so, pitching, yeah. Their like, rotation could be dangerous. Oof. They're front, front free. <laughs> so I tell you, Trevor Bauer has just been... He's just been incredible, hasn't he? He's, he's leading pretty much every pitching category. And, you know, the Reds are the type of team that they're on fire and the rotation's good. And that's the point, right? That's kind of... A, I guess the heart of what the Marlins are this year is solid rotation, solid three, and then anything can happen. You're in games. You're, when you're in, you've always got a chance. But the Reds, to me, look really, really dangerous. Um, whereas, like, the Cardinals, if they get in, they'll be similar to us, where they'll be a bit burnt out because doubleheaders galore. So this postseason could be wild. I tell you, it could be absolutely wild. I'd be, I'm going to go out there now and I'm going to say... A, there'll be at least one of the teams that's a fifth seed or below makes a World Series in either league, in one of the leagues. I think one of them will make it. Someone will make it that, that comes out of nowhere. Uh, I don't know which league. I'd love it to be the Marlins because we're not going to be a fourth seed. So I'd love it to be us. But um, a Reds could do it. Um, who knows? But boys, I think we're just bang out of time. Um, it's been an awesome regular season. What a treat this has been from the shit that went down with COVID and the Marlins getting trashed in the media and all that stuff. No players, no bullpen, no problem. Marlins are going to get it done, make the postseason. What a season. Boys, it's been a pleasure this regular season. Next time we speak, 
we will be previewing postseason baseball for the Marlins. Let that simmer in your minds for the next two days. Also, good luck to the Heat tonight, too. It yep. will be awesome if the Heat and Marlins can get it done tonight. Huge, huge night for, uh, for Miami uh, sports, as well as the Dolphins uh, getting a win last night. So, Lee Dobbs, Dan Healy, Rob Newell, the GOATs. We will speak after the weekend, and we'll be previewing some playoff baseball. See you soon, guys.